Hi there. Welcome back to Sunday School. I'm Mike Stedham. Today is the third Sunday of Advent. We're going to continue looking at the Advent devotionals that we have this season. Uh, the first couple came from the Hebrew Bible, where we looked at the meaning of being in the flesh. And of course, what we're doing here, we're looking at the meaning of the incarnation. What does it mean that God sent God's self to us in the form of Jesus? And how does this affect the way that we live? How does it affect the way we serve God as Christians? Well, today we're going to be looking at it from the perspective of the New Testament and the most famous of the New Testament writers, Paul, in his letter to the Philippians. One of the things that he has done throughout his letters to the uh, various churches that he's visited is that he has looked at the meaning of the incarnation. What does it mean that God gave himself to us in this way? What is special about this? Now again, remember, Paul was raised as Saul, as quite a scholar in the Hebrew Bible. He understood the meaning of the Messiah, even though it did take a pretty big miracle to open his eyes so he could see that Jesus fulfilled these prophecies. But once he got there, he began to understand how this all worked together, how it made God more of an approachable God than God had appeared to many in the past. Instead of this ruler of the universe uh, who's in whose presence we couldn't even stand, now we have a human being, an example of what it means to live the life that God intends for humans to live. Now, in the letter to the Philippians, this is one of the congregations that Paul has visited. He helped establish this particular church, and he knows these people. He knows that this is one of the good congregations, but as with any church, as with any group of human beings, there are problems. And while they may not be having the kind of problems and the the seriousness of the problems that some of the other churches have, still there's division among them, and there are some people there who are, well, apparently they think too much of themselves. They may be taking credit for doing things when perhaps they should be uh, taking a more sharing attitude towards these things. So in the first part of the book of Philippians, what Paul has done is he's talked about his own imprisonment. He's writing this from a prison cell, and he's talking about how his imprisonment uh, has, in fact, actually helped him to be a better example and how it's helped him in his service to God. He talks about the motivations that people have, and he wants to encourage the church at Philippi. He wants to encourage these people to be better Christians. So what does it take? What is the answer? How does he bring a sense of unity into a divided world? And Well, these words are certainly still very appropriate for us today because uh, the church, as any institution that has human beings in it, is going to be a place where there are going to be divisions, there are going to be disagreements. Uh, we talk a lot about how our society seems to be so divided today. Well, societies have always been divided along various lines of demarcation. Uh, churches remain divided in the same way. Paul has a simple answer. Now, I say it's a simple answer. It's not an easy answer, but he has a simple answer. So, 
basically he's admonishing them to try to think along the same lines, to have the same attitude. We're going to begin reading today in the second chapter of Philippians. We're going to read a few of the verses beginning with chapter uh, 2 and verse 1. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, having one spirit and purpose. Do not do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Being like-minded, having the same attitude that Jesus had. Now, one of the things that we try to do as Christians is to live a life as much like Jesus as possible. It doesn't take very long, of course, to realize that we're never going to be able to live up to that example. Jesus had great things uh, in infinite reserve that uh, I know I personally have very little of, like wisdom and patience. Uh, those are two of the things that Jesus was able to demonstrate and to show people throughout his encounters with them. But even though we are flawed human beings, even though we're weak, we don't have all of the, the abilities that Jesus had, we do have the ability to try to have the same attitude. And what was Jesus' attitude? Well, we're going to talk about humility in a minute, but the first attitude is going to be that he wanted to help people. Every day when he would go out into the various towns and villages, as he was teaching them, trying to instruct them, giving them an insight into the Word of God, he was also doing his best to help people. Now, of course, he was able to help them in many major ways, and this is part of what was a, he was able to get his reputation, to, to get his word out this way. We can't do a lot of these things today, but we can have the same attitude of trying to be helpful, of trying to have this compassion, to have this attitude of love, the attitude of putting others' interests above our own. I started by talking about some of the people in the congregation here at Philippi who may have been taking more credit for some of the activity than they should have. Jesus didn't do that. Now, of course, Jesus was God's gift to man. Uh, no question. But he didn't act that way. Many of us know people who are certainly not God's gift to man in any sense of the word, and yet they act as if they are that, that they deserve all these credits and things like this. So then Paul gets into a very deep discussion. Uh, the next few verses are written in an almost poetic style. Some biblical scholars believe these might have been the lyrics to an early hymn. Uh, it's also quite possible that Paul is waxing poetic here, and certainly, quite possibly, the early church took these verses and made them into a hymn, maybe one of the first Christian hymns. They certainly also used the Psalms as part of their worship services as well uh, in the early days of the church. And the next few verses basically describe, in this poetic way, how humble Jesus was. Now, remember, Jesus is coming 
to the state of being human. He's meeting us more than halfway uh, so that he can experience life from the perspective of a human. It's going to give Christ the ability to understand us in a way that is only available to someone who's actually been through the experience. So we're going to now uh, go back into the book of uh, Philippians, second chapter, and we're going to look about the mind of Christ, the like-mindedness that Paul is encouraging us to have here. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The first part of this, uh, the idea that being in very nature God, that he did not consider this equality something to be grasped, uh, as poetry often does, it expresses an idea in a way that makes us think about it. It's not as, the meaning is not always as apparent on the surface. One of the ways of looking at this, and many people have looked at these verses and come out with uh, different interpretations, different uh, ways of looking at it, but it seems to me that what Paul is trying to say is that even though Christ could certainly have taken the attitude that I am here to save humanity, humanity then should bow down and worship me, certainly deserved that kind of praise and honor. He didn't seek it. He didn't go out trying to make himself into this person who would be worshipped. Instead, he took on the form of a servant, one who actually serves others. So instead of the role of being served, and and, uh, many earthly leaders always are looking for ways to glorify themselves, to take credit for doing things, and they expect people to run around and do their bidding. That is a very unchristlike attitude, according to Paul here. Paul says that to have the mind of Christ, to have the attitude of Christ, we should be thinking of ways that we can serve others rather than how many ways can we find for people to serve us. He humbles himself, according to Paul here. He is humbling himself and becoming obedient even unto death. And of course, this is the final act of humility that Jesus lays down his life. He is willing to sacrifice himself in order to be of the greatest service to humanity. And again, none of this would have been possible if it had not been for the incarnation of Christ, if it hadn't been for the birth of Christ. And this is what we celebrate during this time. As we look upon the birth of Christ, we think about the Christmas story. The Advent season gives us a chance to talk about both what happened before 
and also what has happened since then, and the meaning of this great gift that God has chosen to give us, and the attitude. So, while we can't live up to all that Christ did, uh, being Christians, we certainly want to to be good people, but none of us can achieve the kind of goodness that Jesus manifested. But we can work, according to Paul here, to try to have the same attitude, the attitude of service and humility. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the life of Christ, for the example Christ set, and also for the attitude that he modeled for us. Help us to have that same mind in us that Christ had in him. Help us to manifest that to the people around us this week. In Christ's name, amen.